Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Alsaya Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and on Instagram and now on YouTube. If you didn't know, I recently launched a YouTube channel. I've been putting the podcast up there. I've also been doing like vlogs and spells for Patreon supporters. I'm also going to do spells that are like public. Um, But it's been like a different kind of medium for me to create, create like more long form videos. So if you're interested in finding something that's a little bit more long form or you're more of like a visual learner and want something that, you know, I can't post to TikTok because it's just like too long. Um, It doesn't fit the TikTok aesthetic. uh, You could check Check that out on my YouTube channel. You can find that in the link that's in the show notes page. Speaking of the show notes page, you'll find my link to my TikTok and my Instagram over there, as well as different ways to help support the show. We have a Patreon with five different tiers on it. There's a tier where you can get audio transcriptions that my friend Charlie does, and they're absolutely fantastic because I talk a little bit fast. So if you're trying to learn from the Jesus Witch podcast, sometimes it's a little hard um, because of my Aries Mercury. I just go too fast. So they take the time to sit there and type every word that I say so that it's easier for you to like take notes and learn from it or even just understand the episodes in general. Then we have other tiers where we offer ad-free and early episodes of the podcast, ones where you can get like different Jesus Witch education, such as tarot spreads and Bible-based grimoire pages to put in your spell book. There's also a tier where I send you a little spell kit every single month, and it has all the ingredients that you need to cast a spell with me. Then we get on Zoom together in like a little spell casting circle, and we all make some magic together. Those are so much freaking fun, I can't even tell you. And then I also have a tier where I provide like a one-on-one coaching session with you each month, and we talk about your practice, the different things you're working on, you know, where you want to grow, what you want to learn. Um, and it's just a really cool collaborative time where I get to know you and I help you figure out where you want to go with your practice and like what resources may be useful to you. In addition to our Patreon, I have an Etsy shop where I sell Bible-based spell oils, tarot readings, astrology readings, all the things. And I even have places that you could send a donation to the show if you would just like to help us keep going. You can find all of those links and all the different ways to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast in the show notes page. But now let's move on to our episode, which has been a highly anticipated episode, not only by you, but the deity that we're talking about. And that is our Lilith episode. I've been doing this podcast for over a year and I have not made an episode solely dedicated to Lilith. In different episodes, I've talked about her, I've ranted about her, I've gone on and on about her because she is somebody that I work fairly close with. She's actually somebody my husband also works fairly close with. So today I want to talk about how I work with her, some different things that are associated with her, and hopefully give you some ideas on how you can work with her too. 
So there's a lot of debate in the witchy community over who Lilith is. Some people believe her to be a demon. Some people believe her to be the first wife of Adam. She's only mentioned in the Bible one time, and that is in Isaiah 34, 14, which says, The creatures of the desert will encounter jackals. The hairy goat will call to its kind. Indeed, Lilith, the night demon, will settle there and find herself a place of rest. Even in the Bible, it's alluded to Lilith being some sort of night creature or a demon. I personally know a lot of people that work with Lilith in her demon form. Hannah, who's also spirituality on TikTok, a lot of you guys know her because she's like the most awesome Christian witch creator. Um, but she works with Lilith in her demon form. And if you want to learn more about like Lilith in her demon form, I'd definitely go head over to Hannah. I even have a podcast episode with her here and I will link that in the show notes page. But me personally, I choose to look at Lilith through her more modern lore. Just like Medusa's story was changed to help empower sexual assault survivors, Lilith's story has been changed quite a bit over the years and even over the couple of years that I've been working with her, she's been on my radar, to be empowering for people who have suffered at the hands of purity culture. I personally work with Lilith to help unpack the trauma that was caused to me by purity culture when I was in my cult. She has helped me feel a lot more comfortable and confident when talking about things such as sex and sexuality. If you listen to the spicy magic episode of this podcast versus like other episodes where I've like mentioned sex, it's very different. Obviously, I still have like a little bit of embarrassment with it because it's just going to take a while to, you know, get that like bashfulness out of me from the purity culture. But I feel a lot more confident in that stance and I bring it up more and it's not as like skin crawling to talk about. There are other aspects of purity culture and sexuality that I work with Lilith that I do not share publicly and I feel like it's really important to have a private practice especially if you're somebody who shares your practice and the things that you're doing with your deities on social media. Just having little aspects of it that are private and sacred to you and most of why I work with Lilith is, pri Lilith is private and sacred to me which is why it's taken me so long to record this episode but now I feel like I'm at a point where I could talk about like different things that I do with her that are not so involved with the thing that I would like to keep private that I can make this episode and feel confident about it and feel good about it. So that's why we're doing it now. Before we jump into like different associations with Lilith and how you can work with her and how I personally work with her, let's talk about who she is in her modern lore. So in Genesis 1 verse 26, God says, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all of the livestock and wild animals on earth, and the small animals that shall scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image, and the image of God he created them. Male and female, he created them. So this is the first account in the Bible we see of women being created. Then if you go into Genesis 2, there's this whole paragraph, this whole story of the man and the woman in Eden and how God created the man, you know, through the, the ground and then he created the woman, Eve, using the rib of the man. The way that God does this is he puts the man in a deep sleep. The, the man is obviously Adam. He puts Adam in a deep sleep and then he, you know, takes one of the ribs and makes the woman out of the rib. And then Adam says, at last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. I find it very interesting that he says, at last, this one. Um... So the other one clearly was not made from Adam. 
The whole modern lore of Lilith is that she was the first woman created and she was supposed to be Adam's equal. The two of them were meant to rule over the earth together, hand in hand, be 100% equal. But Adam didn't like this. He wanted to be a step above her. He wanted, you know, her to lay down in bed for him so he could be on top. And Lilith did not want this. She wanted to be on top. She wanted to be equal to him. She wanted them to share the power dynamic and Adam did not want that. So the lore is Lilith left the Garden of Eden on her own accord and like went off into the land of Nod, which is, you know, the land that was outside of Eden. And she just wandered through there. Three different times God sent angels to try to like get her back to come back to Eden. And she said no every single time because she wanted to be her own woman. She wanted to move forward in life. She wanted to have her own desires, her own thoughts, her own opinions. And Adam didn't want that for her. So after the third time that you know, God tried to get her to come back and she didn't come back. The whole legend is that God told Lilith that she's going to be seen as a demon for the rest of her days because she wasn't being obedient to come back to Adam. And then that's where we get this necessity for Eve, the woman who comes out of the man who's a little bit more obedient to him. And this is not meant to put down Eve in any way because I feel like she's an extremely powerful woman that does not get enough credit. There are literally scientific theories named after Eve because of how impactful of a woman she was and how impactful she was to culture. However, if we're looking at these stories through the patriarchal lens that they were written in, unfortunately Eve was made to be more of the helper and then Lilith is more of the empowering figure. But I just want to make a note because I genuinely love Eve and I don't want any Eve hate to come out of this podcast episode, okay? Um, in the original Hebrew text, when they talk about Eve and when they talk about that word helper, it doesn't actually mean helper or like assistant or like lower than. It's meant to be like a helper in the sense that you two are equal, you just have different roles within the relationship. But unfortunately, we don't see this in most modern Christian relationships, which is why Eve gets painted out to be this very submissive and, you know, following her husband kind of character. And if you read through Genesis, that was one of the curses that God said was going to happen to her because they ate the fruit of the tree of knowledge and evil, that women were basically going to be looked at as lesser than. And it started with Eve. For me, Lilith is all about being empowered, not taking shit from other people, walking with your head held high, having confidence, feeling sexy in your own skin. She is a lot about having that inner confidence and just being like, fuck you to anybody who tries to get in your way. Now let's talk about a few different things that are associated with Lilith. Firstly, she goes by a couple of different names and hopefully I pronounced these two right. Lilu and Lama. Um, she also goes by the Night Owl, Screeching Owl, and the Serpent. A lot of people believe Lilith to be the serpent that was in the Garden of Eden. I personally do not believe this. I do think that she's associated heavily with snakes and serpents in general, but I don't feel like that's who she was. At least she wasn't to me. And now a quick break from our show to talk about a few different ways you can help support the Jesus Witch Podcast. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is by becoming a Patreon supporter of the show. Every supporter of the Jesus Witch Podcast on Patreon gets access to our monthly community oracle card readings, as well as access to a secret Discord channel in the Jesus Witch Church. In that channel, you can leave any Jesus Witch questions or suggestions that you may have and it's just a better place for us to connect as a Patreon community. We currently have five different Patreon tiers for you to choose from to help expand your knowledge on Jesus and Christian witchery. The first tier that we offer is the Mercury tier and this provides written transcripts of each episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to make them more accessible and easier to take notes from. 
The next tier that we have is The Fool, and that provides early access to the Jesus Witch Podcast, as well as ad-free episodes. The following tier is The Magician Tier, which helps to expand your Jesus Witch knowledge with tarot spreads to help you connect with the Abrahamic Pantheon and monthly Bible-based spellbook pages. In the Hierophant Tier, we go even further with Bible-based spell work. Each month, members of this tier get access to an additional Bible-based spellbook page, I also send you a mini spell kit every single month with the ingredients to cast your spell. With this tier, you also get access to a monthly spell casting circle that happens over Zoom where we cast the spell together and it's a really fun time. Our final tier is the High Priestess tier. This tier gets everything from the previous tiers as well as a one-on-one call with me over Zoom every single month to talk about your practice, where it's going, and what your goals are spiritually. Another way to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Jesus Witchery Shop on Etsy. Over on my Etsy shop, I offer Talking to Jesus tarot readings, Christian Witch mystery boxes, Bible-based spell oils, astrology readings, and so much more. You can also help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast by sending a donation directly to my PayPal or Cash App. You can find the links to both of those or any of the other ways to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast in the show notes page. And a quick reminder, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to us on. And give us a rating of five stars because that helps to get the word out about the show. If you would like to connect with me further, be sure to join our free Discord group, The Jesus Witch Church, and give me a follow on TikTok and on Instagram at LenaTheJesusWitch. Now let's go back to our show. Her favorite element is fire because of her associations as a demon. Now I'm going to talk about a few different symbols that are associated with Lilith and I'm going to be reading like paragraphs from each of them and I got these paragraphs from a different website. So these are not my words. I just wanted to like make sure that's clear. Um, But they explained all the different symbols much better than I could have, which is why I wanted to uh, read what they wrote. The first symbol that's associated with Lilith is the serpent and what it says about that. As serpents shed their skin, they are symbols of rebirth and transformation, immortality and healing. Lilith served as an important trailblazer and rebel, so she is too a powerful archetype of transformation. The biblical meaning of serpents and snakes also shows the cunning side of Lilith with the power to deceive and destroy. The next symbol we have here is Lilith's glyph. In astrology, the name Black Moon Lilith is given to a location on the birth chart that represents the point along the moon's orbit when it's farthest from Earth. It's represented by a glyph of a crescent and a cross for mind and matter. In astrology, Lilith represents the dark side of someone's personality and is sometimes linked to shadow work. In astrology, your Lilith point also could talk about things regarding sex that you enjoy but you're ashamed of, as well as power balances and dynamics that you will work through during your relationships, especially in relationships where you bring out more of your dark side. The dark moon or new moon phase could also be representative of Lilith. The energy of the dark moon is rebellious, creative, and empowering. All things somebody could associate with Lilith. It would also be useful to do workings with her during the new moon phase because that's when the moon is dark. Just a side note, but for a really long time, I thought that Lilith was only in my space and only working with me for my husband. She really likes men who empower their women and Jack is the epitome of that. So I truly thought that she was in our relationship to work with him and work with I so we could both be like more confident and secure and equal within our relationship. 
But as I did the research for this episode and put two and two together that Lilith also rules over the new moon or the dark moon phase, which is the moon phase that I was born under, it made me feel like a child of Lilith and that she was actually here for me too. So it was like really cool and empowering. But also like I wanted to share that little story because it doesn't matter how long you work with a deity. You could be working with a deity for a year, two years, 10 years, 15 years. And somewhere along that line, you may learn something new about them that strengthens your relationship with them. I learned this new fact about Lilith and it made me feel more strengthened in my relationship with her. I definitely knew that she was associated with the new moon and with the dark moon, but I didn't put two and two together until then. And that's why it's so important to continuously learn and always be open to learning and never feel like, you know, you know enough because you don't. There's so much information in this world and you will never be able to stop learning about this stuff. So that's just a little side note that I wanted to make. So the final symbol that is associated with Lilith is the owl. In Hebrew language text, the term Lilith or Litu, translated to night creatures or night monsters, night hag or screeching owls, first it occurs in the list of animals in Isaiah 34. Since then, Lilith has been associated with different birds, eagles, and other birds of prey, but mainly the night owl. Lilith is associated with the day Friday. I'm assuming that she's associated with Friday because of the connotations that Friday has with Venus and Venus being the divine feminine. However, I personally work with her on Tuesdays. Tuesday is Mars's day, and in astrology, Mars rules over the sign of Scorpio. Scorpio is the sign of sex, of trauma, of transformation. For me, Scorpio was very, very Lilith adjacent, and for that reason, I associate the sign of Scorpio with her, but then I also associate Tuesdays with her because that's Mars's day, which is also like Scorpio's day, and that's why I personally will work with Lilith on a Tuesday. I should note that I don't exclusively work with her on Tuesdays, but if I'm going to devote a day intentionally to her, it's a Tuesday. The holidays or holy days that Lilith is associated with is Litha, which is the summer solstice celebration. Colors that are associated with Lilith include red and black, white, which symbolizes a death, and orange. She may also like to work with green to symbolize Eden or snakes, and she also sometimes likes to work with purple because of the mystery that the color brings. Some herbs that Lilith is associated include peonies, rose, mugwort, belladonna, which is very toxic, which I find very interesting that she's associated with such a toxic plant. She is also associated with sandalwood, sage, and patchouli. Tools that Lilith is associated with include scrying mirrors, quill pens, tarot cards, and feathers. The crystals that Lilith is associated with include carnelian, onyx, red jasper, obsidian, clear quartz, amethyst, black moonstone, and numite. I also added to this list labradorite to help you with your connection to her, with a spirit connection. She also just likes how flashy it is. At least she loves my labradorite slab. I always have it next to her candle whenever I have it burning. Um, tiger's eye. She also really loves tiger's eye for confidence. And I feel like that big cat energy is very Lilith. Some essential oils that I personally associate with Lilith include sage oil, jasmine, because jasmine is an aphrodisiac and it helps you get a little bit more into the mood, and then cinnamon. Cinnamon's also an aphrodisiac, but it's also really good for protection. I have it in my Protected by Self Love spell, and I love using cinnamon with Lilith for protection. So every once in a while, especially on my Tuesdays that I work directly with her, I'll use my Protected by Self Love, but with her energy in it and like with her intention in it versus Jesus's. So those are all the different things that Lilith is associated with. Now let's talk about how I personally work with her and what a good day as a Lilith worshiper looks like for me. So like I said before, when I do a working with Lilith day, I usually do that on a Tuesday because of my personal associations with her and Mars and Scorpio. 
I like to start that day off by hyping myself up with a playlist that I made for Lilith. So I actually, in the show notes page of this episode, I'm going to leave a little Lilith playlist. These are the songs that I most closely relate Lilith to, and you'll notice that they are all rap songs. Personally, for me, I like to listen to rap when I'm working with Lilith. I feel like rap is really sexy. It's like really like confident. It's really like loud, and I just really relate that genre of music to working with Lilith. So I made a playlist of like my favorite songs for Lilith, like the ones that I directly associate her with. And I will link that in the show notes page. But for me, like any rap that I listen to, I pretty much associate with Lilith. Then if I'm working with Lilith, I'll usually paint my nails black or red. I most of the time now have my nails pink. So I'll like take that pink color off and I'll change it to be a different color that's more pleasing to Lilith just as a way to involve her in my day a little bit more and in my glamour magic routine. I also like to light her candle and put some crystals around it. I have a black pillar candle. It's not really a black pillar candle. It's a white candle that I got from Dollar General that was like a dollar fifty and I painted it black. I also put some roses at the top of it, my protected by self-love oil on it, um, and I put a couple of labradorite chips inside the candle itself and I use that for Lilith. And when I light that candle, I like to put some labradorite and tiger's eye next to it. Occasionally, I'll also put garnet because garnet's good for protection and strength. And it's also like a black red crystal. So I associate it with Lilith as well. Another thing I like to do is I have a tree outside my house. It's like an apple tree. It gives crab apples. They're actually like not edible because the tree has like some sort of like disease or something wrong with it, I think. Um, But it's an apple tree and Lilith is sometimes associated with apples or at least the tree of life or the good, the knowledge of good and evil that um, Adam and Eve ate the fruit from, right? Was they associated as being an apple, even though we technically don't know what kind of fruit it is. But anyway, I kind of associate this tree with Lilith. I've dedicated it to her and I ask her to like watch over this tree and like protect the tree and like protect my home with it. So every once in a while, if I have some fruit that's gone a little sideways in my fridge, because you know, I'm a mom of two and sometimes things get lost in my fridge. Um, Every mom can relate to that. So when they do, instead of throwing them in the garbage and letting it go get, you know, wasted in a landfill, I'll just go put it outside under Lilith's tree and it nourishes the tree or nourishes whatever wildlife takes it. You know, the other day I put some strawberries under it and then I saw some birds picking at the strawberries and eating them and it was just like so cute and like so gratifying to see my offerings like to Lilith and to the earth like really um, nourish the earth and whatever. Like that's, it was just so cool. So yeah, um, I have a tree that I offer things to Lilith. I don't put like... I don't buy fruit specifically to go put it out there. I don't put like banana peels outside there because I live in New York. So that would actually be hazardous to my environment. But like apples, strawberries, blueberries, things like that, that I know are okay, I'll put outside if they have gone again sideways in my fridge. I don't waste food to put out as offerings. I feel like the better offering for all deities that I work with and anybody works with is to nourish your body instead of like feeding the land. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's, I mean, that's just my two cents. Anyway, that's one thing that I like to do with Lilith. 
So finally, on days where I'm specifically working with Lilith, I like to do some sort of spell work that usually is protective and drawing my power back. So I really like to like redo my abundance water on days that I'm working with her. When I first started my abundance water, which is a spell that I've written on Patreon, I will link it in the show notes page. But when I first started right, uh, doing that spell, I would cast it every time with God. And I feel like it was really effective with God. However, I feel like I was missing the little aspect that calls my power back to me and kind of like puts me um on top of the situation you know what I'm saying and I'm, I'm not trying to sound egotistical or whatever because I try to keep a lot of ego or as much ego as I can out of my magic obviously there's some ego involved because that's just how humans are but um I really want to be on top of the situation. I really want to be the one who has the best outcome. Like, if you're throwing shit at me, like, I want to take that shit that you're throwing at me and turn it into the best substance that I possibly can for myself. So I do those spells now with with Lilith, and I feel like, one, she really likes it. Two, I feel like they're a little bit more effective. And three, I just have more fun doing them because I put on some, like, you know, sexy music, and, you know, I wear a lot of black. I'll sometimes, like, put um, a cloak on or, like, I'll just veil. I very rarely veil because it hurts my head. I, it, it actually gives me migraines to veil. So I'll do it occasionally like when I'm working with Lilith to just create this like interesting vibe with her. And I feel like I have a lot of fun casting these kind of spells with her. Also on days where I work with Lilith, like I said before, my husband also works with Lilith. She reached out to him like crazy. She, she sends some spiders all the time. She's with him all the time. Like this man will be like, I'm going to turn around and there's going to be a spider behind me. And he'll turn around and sure as shit, there's a huge spider behind him because he knew that Lilith was there like watching over him. Um, she really likes him. My husband is such a respectful man to me. He really supports me. He supports my dreams, what I'm trying to do with the Jesus Witch podcast, what I'm trying to do with the Jesus Witch church. But not only that, he just genuinely takes care of me. I talk a lot about how I have chronic pain and he's my biggest caretaker like in the middle of the night if I can't get out of bed to go to the bathroom that man will literally carry me to the bathroom and he'll lay himself down and constantly take care of me even when I don't deserve it and I think that's something that Lilith really responds to because she likes the confidence in a man that can be like I'm going to take care of my person, my partner. I think for her, that's really important because she didn't get that. She had somebody trying to overrule her and control her. And Jack doesn't do that to me. So I think that he, she responds to that and she works with him on that, on being like a non-controlling and supportive person. But I also think for him, it's a lot about confidence, having a relationship to spirit and like having that like mothering, nurturing energy. She does a lot of that with him too. So on one end of the spectrum, with me she really works on a lot of purity culture stuff um trauma surrounding there like being more comfortable in that sense but then for him she does a lot of like nurturing and confidence building with who he is in general and confidence building with who he is as a partner so for that reason on days that i'm focusing on working with lilith he and i will tend to do some sort of sex magic spell to involve her in both of our practices I think it's really fun that she works with both of us and has different reasons for working with each of us and reaching out to us because it gives us a mutual deity to work with. Like, obviously, I'm the Jesus witch and I really love working with Jesus, but Jack isn't super Jesus-y himself. If, like, something's wrong and he feels like energy's off, he will light the Jesus candle. He will go in the name of Jesus. Like, that man knows if you're dealing with something that you think is, like, demonic or really bad energy, he knows to call upon Jesus. 
but for other things he doesn't really like to work with him so I think it's really cool that she came in this like Abrahamic deity somebody that I was really comfortable working with early on in my witchery practice and also reached out to him and like kind of gave us this like mutual deity to work with together it's fun so that's our podcast episode about Lilith, what's associated with her, how I work with her, and what a good, like a really good day working with Lilith looks like for me. If you enjoyed this episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on and give us a rating of five stars because that really helps get the word out about the show. If you would like to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast by subscribing to our Patreon, shopping on my Etsy shop, or sending a donation to the show, you can find the links to all of those different things in the show notes page along with my social medias. I have a TikTok, an Instagram, and a YouTube page you can follow me on. The links for everything will be there in the show notes. So now that we've reached the bitter end of our episode, it's time for my favorite part of the Jesus Witch Podcast, our verse of the day. Day, 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 day. And today's verse of the day, we are looking at Romans 8, 28, which says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I love this verse. It's one of those like hype me up verses. It's one of those verses when I'm in like the rock bottom, I'd be like, Romans 8, 28, this is all gonna work out for my good. And you know what? So far, like even though I've dealt with a lot of like depression and different things in my life, I will say that for the for the most part, everything really has worked towards my benefit or at least like helping me grow and become a better person. So I, I can't say that this verse is personally wrong. I just wanted to share that verse. I really like using it for magic and like spells specifically relating to finding the right path for you or like even like transmuting spells where you're trying to turn your pain into goodness. Um, I feel like it's a really good verse for that and a good reminder that like anything, nothing in our lives has to be wasted as long as we learn from it. So that's this week's episode of the Jesus Wave Podcast. That's our verse of the day. I gotta go hang out with my kids. Um, yep, this... Oh, I'm so glad I finally recorded this episode. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how many spiders Lilith sent to my house today. Oh, I was not a happy camper, but like she was literally like, I'm in your space. I'm here. I see what you're doing, fam. Thank you for finally making this episode. She's been harassing me for this for a really long time. So she was she was really happy um, that I was recording this today and made it known with a lot of spiders. Ugh. Ugh, I hate spiders. Anyway. All right. I hope that you enjoyed this episode about Lilith and it encourages you to work with her in your practice. <laughs> if you feel called to work with her. Anyway, all right, I'm going to go before this becomes more chaotic. Bye.